Welcome to News Fix, where we spend hours going through the news so you don't have to. One prince no longer wants his title, while another desperately clings on to his. Meanwhile, Zelensky accuses Russia of genocide, Sri Lanka's cabinet resigns amid a state of emergency, and a British MP is hospitalised following reports of sexual harassment and cocaine use. It's Monday, April 4th. Here's your News Fix. President Zelensky has accused the Russian military of committing genocide in Ukraine. The accusation was made following the circulation of shocking images showing the bodies of dead civilians in the city of Busha, north of Kyiv. At least 20 bodies were found strewn in the streets. While Russian authorities denied civilians had been killed, CNN reported their teams on the ground found a mass grave. Meanwhile, Al Jazeera said the bodies of 410 civilians have been recovered from areas in the wider Kyiv region. If you watch one thing on all of this, please let it be the powerful and at times graphic piece that was published by Jeremy Bowen and BBC News. I know it's 12 minutes long, it's linked in the newsletter, but even if you can watch the first five minutes of it, I think it would be very important to do so. For a bit of context, it has been viewed more than three million times over the weekend. Now, a number of media outlets published reports about President Putin's health in recent days. According to The Telegraph, the Russian president reportedly received 35 visits from a thyroid cancer doctor. The report also states the president has also taken to bathing in the blood extracted from severed deer antlers as an alternative therapy. Analysis from The Telegraph said treatment for thyroid cancer usually involves steroids, which, according to charities, can trigger anxiety, hallucinations, and even cause the patient to imagine things that aren't real. Unsurprisingly, the Kremlin has denied all of these reports, but will continue to keep a close eye on it for any further developments. In a look at what else is going on, Hungary's Prime Minister Viktor Orban has won a fourth consecutive term in office in what BBC News described as a landslide victory. As CNN noted, Orban described President Zelensky as an opponent during his victory speech. Ghislaine Maxwell will not be granted a retrial and a judge upheld her sex trafficking conviction. Maxwell's legal team sought a retrial after it emerged one of the jurors had been a victim of sexual assault despite initially saying they had not been. Also, a British MP called David Warburton was admitted to a psychiatric hospital shortly after allegations of sexual harassment and cocaine use were revealed by the Sunday Times. The damning article, which we've linked to in today's newsletter, also alleged Warburton had borrowed £100,000 from a Russian businessman without declaring it. Now, a royal reckoning. Jordan's Prince Hamza, the half-brother of the country's current king, said he is renouncing the title of prince. Remember that Hamza and his half-brother, King Abdullah, are both the sons of the late King Hussein, who ruled the country for decades until his death in 1999. During the beginning of Abdullah's reign, Hamza was heir to the throne. In 2004, however, Abdullah changed that and made his own son the country's crown prince. It's worth noting here that Hamza bears a striking resemblance to his late and very popular father. Last year, he was placed under house arrest, accused of trying to destabilize the monarchy in a foreign-inspired plot. Soon after the explosive reports, he quickly pledged allegiance to the king. Now, Al Jazeera noted that the statement about his title was made on Twitter on Sunday without consulting in advance with the royal family. In that statement, Hamza says, Following what I have witnessed in recent years, I have come to the conclusion that my personal convictions which my father instilled in me and which I tried hard in my life to adhere to are not in line with the approaches, trends and modern methods of our institutions. 
From the matter of honesty to God and conscience, I see nothing but to transcend and abandon the title of prince. I had the great honour of serving my beloved country and my dear people over the years of my life. I will remain as I always have been and as long as I live, loyal to our beloved Jordan. Hamza's half-brother, King Abdullah, was not directly mentioned in that statement. Meanwhile, in other royal news, Prince Andrew documented his account of serving during the Falklands War to mark the 40th anniversary in a now-deleted Instagram post. The post was uploaded to Instagram by his ex-wife, Sarah, the Duchess of York, and it originally signed off using the HRH, His Royal Highness title, a title Prince Andrew gave up amid his legal troubles in January. The HRH reference was deleted, but within hours, so was the entire post. The Times reported aides were left blindsided by the post, with Buckingham Palace also understood to have been unaware. Now in our pin drop section, we're taking a look at what's going on in Sri Lanka. Facing a severe economic crisis and a state of emergency across the country, 26 cabinet members resigned from government. A new cabinet is expected to be chosen today, with some likely to be reappointed. It has been widely described as the worst economic emergency since independence from the United Kingdom. Who did not resign? Well, the country's president and prime minister, who are both brothers. In recent days, there was also a social media blackout in an effort to prevent further protests. It's worth noting here that another relative, a nephew of the president, was the sports minister. According to The Guardian, he condemned the social media blackout, which Al Jazeera said eased by Sunday. Two other members of the family also resigned from cabinet, including the country's finance minister. It's worth keeping an eye on here that there are multiple reports suggesting Sri Lanka is in talks with the IMF for a bailout. Now, crypto curious, according to a new survey, Irish people are the world's most curious to learn about cryptocurrency with 58% of respondents saying they are keen to learn more and possibly acquire some in the coming year. A report in RT News said 18% of Irish people currently own or have previously owned cryptocurrency. For anyone who's ever wanted to know more about Bitcoin and how it all works, you can read our recent explainer piece, which we've linked to in today's newsletter. That's today's fix. Have a great day.